0: round different? Why is 2022 any different than 2018, 2009, 2005, when you were not running? What makes this round any different?
1: Every day is different. It's not only about uh, elections, it's about a way of life. And if I've decided to run, and not only to run for election, but to engage and to commit my political convictions, it's because I believe that there is a way of life that Lebanon is losing and mm. Lebanon is uh, is committed to uh, that we're losing every day.
0: Mm.
1: So it's true that the institutions and the system from inside it's, are not only corrupted, but are completely disrupted. And... It's not working the right way. Governance is very, very bad. Uh, this, the, the legal aspect and the legal behavior of all the institutions are not uh, well synchronized. Mm. And above all, there is a big threat that is always threatening each decision that any of these institutions uh, is willing to take, which is the arms of Hezbollah. So for all these reasons, I believe that today the institutions are not the right way and the right place to, uh, to really express yourself, but it's a mean hmm. to reach our, our endless goal.
0: You know, I'm, I'm going to interrupt just for a moment because you've said something that hits home for me, which is you're, are, you're already addressing such a fundamental problem to the way the system operates. And Hezbollah is the probably the biggest obstacle to reform. And I think this is a shared opinion we have. I don't know if it's shared across mm-hmm. the political spectrum. I don't. It, it, it's not. But I think that's a foundation we can agree on. I'm not sure what someone like you today with that intention, which is to try to fix that problem, I'm not sure how someone in your shoes can actually fix that problem. And I'll give an analogy. We're entering a phase of deep immense pain on the economic Mm -hmm. front, a, a political paralysis, which is unthinkable, institutional failure, poverty, All those issues, which are key, are so difficult to fix. But those are the issues that can probably be fixed on a local level. Hezbollah is not a local story.
1: Yes, it's true. But uh, effectively and practically, Mm. all what you've just mentioned is directly linked to the fact that our sovereignty is missing. And mm. that our sovereignty is uh, is the victim of a hostage party or a party that is taking Lebanon into hostage. Mm. Like, for example, if I take the tourism, which is the main sector that Lebanon has um, established itself yes. to bring money in mm. and to, to grow and to be known for.
0: Yeah.
1: If we take the tourism, our main sur- source of tu- uh, of tourism was the Gulf countries, yeah. the Saudis, the Kuwaitis, etc. Mm. So when Hezbollah started insulting and attacking, and uh, in in a very heavy way, the 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 Gulf monarch- monarch- monarchies mm. and all these countries, all the Arab countries, and these Arab countries and the Gulf has stopped sending their 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 people and tourism to Lebanon, so we are paying today the price of a direct threat that is Hezbollah on our tourism sector. Right. If we take another sector, let's take the agriculture okay you'll tell me what what is the uh, danger of Hezbollah on the agriculture, but today also the the Gulf countries mm. were the first uh, importers of Lebanese agriculture product. Uh, after having intercepted uh, three or four um, uh, cargoes of product, Lebanese products, Lebanese fruits yes. that contained captagon and drugs, mm. Mm. they stopped all the connection and all the import of Lebanese product today. The Lebanese product and the Lebanese agriculture are completely uh, uh, lost, and they don't know what to do with their product mm-hmm. because the the Lebanese market cannot um, uh, cannot uh, hold the the Lebanese pro- product by itself. It needs we need to export our Lebanese product, and specifically to survive and to bring money in. Same thing for any other sector, and specifically the. All our economical sector, I can take, for example, uh, the, the manufacturers, uh, mm-hmm. the, the tourism, the, 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 the commercial, or even the retail shops. Today, when the, you have, uh, you have uh, a shop that bring or import product with taxes, with customs, with all type of, uh, of he pays full price for electricity, etc. So the, the product costs X. Yeah. Well, if you go to any Hezbollah's uh, retail shop, you will find the same product at x divided by 2
0: right. because they yeah.
1: don't pay electricity, they don't pay custom, they don't pay. So how can you compete on this? You cannot I just want to mention oh, course, one yes. more, one last one last issue. Hmm. Let's say take the electricity.. Yeah. okay everybody says, okay, what is the problem of solving the electricity uh, problem in Lebanon? it's not a Hezbollah problem yes it is it is a Hezbollah problem because today Hezbollah benefits from the electricity and they don't pay electricity Hezbollah benefits today and had benefits for the last at least let's say 5 to 6 years from importing fuel for the electricity mm. and exporting it to Syria and benefiting from a fresh dollar import because they were they were doing contraband uh, to um, to Syria and more, moreover, uh, one of the major issues that everybody is, is telling Lebanon to do is to privatize the uh, electricity system and the electricity manufacture, distribution mm. uh, and all, all the sector. Hezbollah is the one that is completely forbidding such privatization. And the most effective uh, example is that in 2002, there was a law that has been published in mm-hmm. order to create an authority, which is the, uh, the electrical uh, uh, general authority, in order to, to manage this sector that has never been executed because Hezbollah doesn't want it. So Hezbollah is controlling every and every single sector in Lebanon and has a negative impact on each one of them. So we cannot build a, a, a free economical system, a, a system based on liberalism, a system based on, on, uh, on, on, on privatization, on private sectors, etc., which was the core vibe of Lebanon and the core basis of the Lebanese economy. We cannot we cannot survive if uh, the, we are destroying or the state or Hezbollah is destroying every and single sector of this Uh, Lebanese economy which is based on on private sector and on liberalism.
0: The core issue that you want to fix that I think of as so fundamental to recovery I don't think you have it or I have it or anyone in this country has the tools necessary and the reason I'm approaching this in such a bleak way is because both of us were in our early 40s I think you're just 40 at the moment, right? I'm, I'm 40 as well. So we're literally just started the decade. We've been in a country that has been managed the same way since April 13, 1975, meaning there are problems that are beyond the state's control. And it's a fundamental issue that locals can't solve, even when they try. And let me then go down a bit of a personal road. This is the tragedy both of us share even though it was not Hezbollah in the early 1980s, it's the same problem that removed someone like Bashir Shmail from our history. It's the same story mm. that impacted my father. And here we are still trying to find a local solution to the problems that are not local. And this is where my question comes in. Is there any advantage in suggesting a policy that could actually end this nightmare beyond, beyond pointing at it, which I think in particular Kata'ib has done very successfully and that it hones in on the story and it actually makes it a very important story. But is there anything that can be offered in how to deal with it on a local level? Because I don't know what can be done. You're entering parliament. Let's assume you win and you bring the case to parliament. I don't know if that translates to impacting Hezbollah one percent. It's it's
1: it's not about only impact, impacting Hezbollah. We're not talking about impacting Hezbollah. I think today we're we're talking uh, on the eve of th- of April thirteen, the start of the war, and what I've been told and what I've read all along since my early years and when I was in university and then later on, and and my true understanding of the Lebanese problem is that it's not concerning uh, um, a dysfunction in the institution that led to the war. It's not something that was cons- uh, like, and and I, I really don't uh, g- don't go this way, and I don't, I really don't approve this approach with which is to say that the Lebanese war was a, Leban- uh, a war between the Christian and the Muslim. It's not true.
0: I agree. I I, I, yeah. I
1: believe that the war, the Lebanese war, has started between the Lebanese, all the Lebanese and the Palestinians, because of the Palestinians who were armed and who was defending their their territory from Lebanon, and who, and, and we give them this authority to fight for it, etc. I don't want to go there, but what I'm saying is that the problem of Lebanon was and will always be the will of each of the surrounding countries to come and eat and, has, and have an authority to say in this little small country, mm. like probably today, the russian are doing in ukraine or right. what uh some something like china is doing in taiwan mm. or whatever mm. so lebanon is probably paying the price of his, of its tiny size and its over ego of the countries that are be- uh, around it so just to put things in perspective mm. today we're fighting the same problem the only difference is that uh the country that is winning. To take part of Lebanon and to take Lebanon as hostage is Iran, and the executors are Lebanese people vested in the uh,
0: uh, with an Iranian uniform but let's say that the and I, I, in a way you 're focusing on what I think is the primary obstacle, which is getting Iran to reconsider its interests in Lebanon. Mm. Does not only Iran. All the countries. We, uh, uh, the, the the when when Rafiel Hariri was
1: assassinated mm-hmm. in 2005, uh, the Iranian wasn't influenced in in, in, in not what, what, didn't had the same influence they have starting 2006, uh, but it was the Syrian mm-hmm. influence at that time, and they were the one governing and saying you have to do this, you have to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, uh, but that's
0: actually my point. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually exactly what I'm talking about. March 14, which is what I think you're referring to, mm-hmm. this national demand for sovereignty did not yield sovereignty and it's not the protesters fault or for that matter it's not the political parties that are, that are to blame that problem was beyond their control that's why i'm trying to understand what makes this round different on a local level so in other words does Kateib and i i'm asking you as a member of Kateib, not uh, as the voice of Kateib, but from somebody who's in the party probably one of the more important names in the party is there an actual policy on how to deal with Iran or something that is not just this is a problem that we have a solution to it
1: yes, sure, and this was the second part oh, of oh question no no sorry. <laughs> no, no. because both of us
0: are tired <laughs> no I'll tell you
1: uh, uh, why I went back to history just mm. to say that during this forty years or 50 years of of our existence, me and you, in this yeah. country, and probably 100 years since the creation of Lebanon. Lebanon is based on two things, two main things. Way of, way of life and communities. This is Lebanon. And this is what makes that Lebanon has grow the way it's growing, because we all have the same way of life, and we share each one a certain, belonging to a certain community. Today, the problem is that during this 100 year or during this few, few, few last years, let's say the last few decades, uh, we understood very well that each community, each religion Mm. has its own aspiration, has Mm. its own um, um, problems, has its own uh, thoughts about how, how it, it wants to, to live in, uh, in Lebanon. And the real problem was an equilibrium of power that never existed effectively. And we are constantly in, in, uh, uh, in a fight of demography, of power, and uh, in a struggle of uh, imposing to the other a, a way of life. So today, I, what I really believe is that if we want to build a strong nation and if we want to build a strong country with uh, uh, a real belonging, it's not about uh, uh, just eliminating or uh, cancelling the, the, the fact that there is religion or not, because the problem will, will, will remain underlying. What we really need to do is to create a real first belonging, but more than belonging, an equilibrium of power and of um, uh, uh, interest in the country, like Hezbollah today. Uh, in in the in the past, it was a problem probably between the Sunnis and the Christian, and then after it became a problem between the Sunnis and the Shia, and today it's a problem between the Shia and all the other Lebanese. So, you know, Nadim, I'm going to interrupt.
0: But yeah. I'll take liberty in being able to interrupt you for one one key no, issue. No, sure. There's something in the, in the way you're describing it that resonates in that I agree sectarianism in itself is not a bad thing. Meaning Lebanese are allowed to express themselves as they wish. Power sharing in itself is not a bad idea. It needs to be reformed. Exactly. And I think that's the journey that both of us dream of. But I disagree on one thing. The fundamental issue which prevents those things from happening, from us living in a fairly normal environment... Is the issue that no political party has an answer to and that's why I'm trying to understand there's local uh, outrage against Hezbollah Mm. at a a degree that's unthinkable go back a few years ago it's hard to imagine this much criticism and this much Mm. this much uh, condemnation of what Hezbollah has done but the answers are as vague as they've been since 2005 and the few people that tried to find a diplomatic path from Lebanon were killed so so what is the what is the local capability because I you're you're eloquently pinpointing at something that prevents us from getting there but I would say the same thing to any party that offers condemnation of Hezbollah they don't have an answer it's, it's not only about
1: condemning Hezbollah it's just w- w- why we're condemning Hezbollah it's because Hezbollah is acting in 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 a very forcing way mm. like I don't have problem to sit on a table with Hezbollah and discuss with him the its challenges its uh, thoughts about Lebanon its thoughts about how to live in with uh, with other communities I don't have any problem mm. I can discuss with him. we can find surely we can find common ground and I'm sure specifically between the Maronites and the, the Shia in Lebanon we have several cultural uh, common aspects we lived, we we we, we all live in the mountain we used to live from the from from the soil, we live to we used to be agriculture by nature, etc., etc. Uh, probably more than the commercial side between the Orthodox and uh, and the Sunnis. Now, if you want to go this way, <laughs> that's
0: the that's the actual Lebanese uh, way to yeah, think. Th- th- <laughs> no, no, I i, I I'm
1: I'm, talk- I'm talking very seriously. But yeah. the problem is today that if Hezbollah wants to consider uh, itself the representative of the Shia and put. Arms on the table and say, "Okay, it's either my way or the highway." Uh, I'm sorry to say, we cannot agree on this. Lebanon, Lebanon has Lebanon has grown uh, during the last 100 years, and very. It's it's true that we went through war, and we cannot uh, deny it. But we went also through constructive um, ability to reunite. And I remember, I remember very, very much, the first time I probably uh, went on the ground with uh, with with people that I would have never thought I would be uh, uh, gathering mm-hmm. with after the assassination of Rafi al-Hariri. I went to to the Darih. I went to yes. the to where he was uh, great to his grave, and I I I said from the 14th of September martyr, which is my father who was assassinated on the 14th of September, to the 14th of September, uh, to the 14th of February Fe- yeah. uh, martyrs, which is al Hariri. And there, I really discovered that I didn't even had to speak with someone. We completely understand ourselves that we were here in the same pot, in the same uh, uh, um in the same square, defending the same values, defending the same uh, objective, which is sovereignty, freedom, liberty, uh, 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 justice. We were requesting for justice at that time. And, and we, we, we didn't even have to speak. And you know, I, I just want to tell you something. Since that moment until today, we never really discussed.
0: That's, that's the calibration. Sorry, let me just do that really quickly. We're good? Yeah. All right. That's perfect. No one in the four years has done it. <laughs> Finally, someone else does it for me. Nadim. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Somebody actually does it. Yeah. I'll use yours. <laughs> I, I will only push one step further. There's a lot of other things I want to talk about. But I insist on something that the way a lot of Lebanese in, in your shoes and not in, not running from the protester to the politician they all dream of something, yet the answers I just don't think are here. And that's why I try to explore what a policy could be from within parliament against this problem.
1: It's not about policy, Ronnie. It's really not about policy. It's about uh, the way you deal with things. You know, sometimes you go home when, when if you feel, in, if you feel if, fall in love, Okay, <laughs> if, if, if you fall in love, it's not about policy, it's not about regulation, it's not about uh, putting a bill and saying, okay, I'm going to... No, it's about the feeling. We need to create a real thing. This is why I was telling you what happened with Rafiel hariri I, I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. I would have never considered, I would have never um, imagined that I would go there and, and be so much well-welcomed. Mm. by everybody, from the Druze, from the Muslims, from the Sunnis, from everybody who was there. There was a kind of obstacle between, between these communities, and we were, we were fed by the Syrian regime and the Syrian, uh, the Syrian regime that if we're going to withdraw from Lebanon, you will see a new war will explode, a new war will, will, uh, will yeah. hit you, that you will be eaten by the Sunnis, etc. And then at the end, we felt that they left, and we, and, and we lived very well. And this is why I'm telling today, if we want to go this way, we need to really engage true talks, true talks about our
0: uh, obstacle, about our... Uh, uh, can, I, can I float an idea? Yes. I'm, I'm sorry to persist, but this is the rare opportunity I have. Is there any position regarding a new chapter with Iran? Probably okay. So, so let's say probably let's yes. Say, let's say uh, we're
1: not we're not totally well, against Iran or Syria or whatever. Yeah. But we want Iran and Syria to understand that we are an independent country. But let's say you're in parliament. Let's
0: say you win, and the chances are you're going to win. What does that translate into? Meaning, do you advocate for a diplomatic relationship with Iran that's different? I'm I'm trying to see actual policy. Aside from what the obvious problems are, what can be done on a local level? Because I'm quite frustrated with there being no momentum outside Mm. to heal this problem uh, within Lebanon. It doesn't seem like the region is helping Lebanon in that sense. The international appetite to bring this up when talking to Iran is not there. So is there a local alternative to finding some way to end this problem here. I I can imagine something, and you tell me if this is the way you see it. Calling for it, knowing that not much can be done. Mm. And I I sense not just, it's not Kata'ib, obviously. You go down the highway today, every single billboard Mm. at some point is either the Uwit promising sovereignty or the Kata'ib actually insisting on it. But in my mind, these two slogans have been with me most Mm. of my life. Not never much, happened. Something. Never happened from
1: within. This is why I was telling you, I started my talk by saying that I don't really believe that change can come from inside.
0: Oh, so, so you do? Okay.
1: I, I, I totally agree. Oh, oh, I see. So you, and, and, mm. uh, and this is one of the points where, where uh, I was considering not to, not to run for, the, for, my, for this mandate because I believe that no change can be done from the inside. Okay. But if I'm doing it today, mm. and if I have decided to do it and to run again, it's just for one single reason. Mm. I'm not going there to be elected member of parliament or to be sitting on a chair in the parliament. I'm just saying that my constituency, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a flag holder for my constituency to vote and to plebiscite a certain way of life and a certain direction that we want to go in Lebanon. I see. So. You have two choices. Mm. It's either you continue down through evil, through the devil, like Michel On have uh, have uh, uh, told us, or you're gonna stand, stand strong, Mm. and say no. This is not the way of life you want. We want a true way of life of liberalism of opening, opening up to the world, uh, to to have uh, uh, to have back our economy as strong as it was, and this is. I'm I'm just a flag holder and I'm just holding that flag so I represent the values mm-hmm. and the principle that my constituency wants to vote for.
0: So is this in a way less now uh, permit me to suggest this. You tell me if you don't agree. Less sovereignty, more societal resistance. Of course, I see. So you're able you know I appreciate that you're able to admit that there are answers abroad that are not available. And that change, regarding at least Hezbollah, has to happen on a regional level, and that you're able to also hone in on something which is the way you see Lebanon, and that is your cause at the moment.
1: Of course, and I see. And if you want to go further, I, I, I see today that Lebanon has a lot to do in a diplomatic way, not only in a in a not only for Hezbollah and Iran and Syria, mm. etc. But like for example, why wouldn't why wouldn't we consider? A diplomatic way to solve our problem uh, our border problem with Israel why why don't we consider our uh, a diplomatic way to solve our problem with uh, with Syria on Shaba why don't we consider our problem a, 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 a diplomatic uh, issue to solve all our problem with all our neighbors
0: but that's the point that's what I agree with that that is what gets Lebanese who stick their heads up either kicked out or eliminated mm-hmm. What you're just talking about right now is exactly what I believe is the fundamental problem. Lebanese cannot address those fundamental issues. Why? The In my mind, and yeah. I don't know if... In my mind, 1970 and the build-up to 1975... Let's say today, why today they cannot address such issues? The, the what The reasons that tore Lebanon apart are still here, and those prevent sovereignty from happening. It's the capability of one or more groups to dictate the state's policies. In our case today, it's Hezbollah. It wasn't always Hezbollah. Yeah,
1: it wasn't always Hezbollah, but it's all, it was always the people that were holding arms and threatening the Lebanese population. Absolutely. But and th- this yeah. is why I was telling you, the Palestinians' problem, the Syrian problem, Hezbollah's problem today, is not only a matter of, of, uh, of uh, Lebanon's problem. It's, it's a matter that they want to dictate to you by force the way you want to live. And this is
0: not what you want. So you're in a way providing some symbolic resistance on a societal level within Parliament. In in a way, it's almost a it's a reminder.
1: Of course. That, oh, I see. I'm. Uh, uh, I think that today our resistance is not only by uh, means of the institution, the legal and the official institution and the democratical institution. We cannot leave democracy, and this is why. I am being candidate because mm. we cannot leave democracy mm. aside mm. and we cannot leave the institution
0: aside. Yeah. But the real, the real work has to be done somewhere else. I appreciate that you're you're doing something which is rare. You're admitting that there's real work beyond a parliamentarian's and this capabilities.
1: Is, this is why I, I uh, this is why I resign after the mm. explosion of uh, of the Beirut port. Yeah. Because ha, at that moment I really understand and I saw it in front of my eyes that we are completely incompetent by resolving our problem in this way. And, and the governance the governance uh, of the institution, of the Lebanese institution, doesn't give you the means to solve your problem or to reach a solution. You so know, we need to find it somewhere else.
0: I appreciate that. But
1: this doesn't mean that uh, we stop politics or, or diplomatics
0: uh, area. What I would love to see, and again, I'm an outsider to the story, I would love to see a group like Kataib make that clearer and how to address the outside story. Mm. Because no party in Lebanon, I think, has actually tried to bridge that. It's of course it's not just Kataib, but any group that has honed in Mm. on the story, I wish that there was more to offer and what could be done outside, because that could still be a Lebanese angle. It doesn't have to be within Lebanon, Mm. and it could offer other countries with leverage at least an understanding of what keeps lebanon paralyzed now i'm going to jump from the very difficult hezbollah story to your own recent journey and i'm going to ask you something a bit sensitive when you're running now from a very old and proud party that has been within lebanon's societal and political fabric pre-independence one of the oldest parties in lebanon if not the oldest from a name that is associated with Lebanon. I mean, you don't, there's no breaking Beit Ishmael with Lebanon. They go one in the same. There's, the intimacy is real and the pursuit is obvious and it's generational. Someone like you, who's 40, finding an audience that has no tolerance for someone like you. And I don't necessarily subscribe to this, it's not something that I uh, I think, but I feel it. I know it's real, and I hear it all the time. An impatience for any name that has been involved in Lebanese politics, an impatience for any party that existed pre-October 17. There's a rigidness and perhaps even a stubbornness when talking to anyone that was involved in politics pre-October 17. I think it's a bit extreme, but I'd like To see what you think in terms of trying to appeal to a younger generation that only thinks of these names as problematic. And that could be on a political party name. It could be a family name. It could even be an individual that has served already. And you've been an MP before. So as much as you can say, and I think this has been, in a way, Kataib's struggle since October 17. Trying to be fully reformist party among protesters. Yet you still have this conversation happening, and it, it's almost an endless debate. So what you could offer on, on, from your side, as somebody who sees that happening, and you're still running? You know, it's something that
1: uh, I've always asked myself. If you stay at home, you will, I would have never been touched by anything like this. Mm. But I would have lost my uh, option and opportunity to to fight for a cause I believe in. So, uh, so yes, engagement, burn. If you play with fire, you're going to burn your fingers. It's normal. Or you cannot... Uh, you cannot... Uh, do something without getting dirty if if uh not dirty in the right in the wrong way but if you if you're working at home or if you want to change your uh your salon or if you want to stairs to 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 paint your home in a new way you cannot do it if you're not uh, if you're not if you don't get dirty so uh i believe that what we do is obviously will will please some people and will not please others mm. and this is why elections happen and this is why um, uh, elections happen every 4 years because we, we you need to confirm this every 4 years or mm. etc uh, so uh, my only uh, my only answer to this is <clears throat> i can understand that people uh, wants People, new people that has never been tested, has never been uh, trained, or has has nothing, uh, or they don't have the the knowledge of uh, of uh, uh, of parliament institution, public affairs, public works, etc. I can understand this, but at the same time, uh, a majority of people is requesting us to go down and are willing to vote for us, and mm-hmm. this is how we're getting elected. And I I can I can assure you today that. Uh, when I, I go walk on the street and I see the uh, the 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 love of the people and and their support, it's something that makes makes me believe that uh, what we're doing is the right way and is it's the correct way.
0: Do, do you sense that there's an advantage for someone like you who's been in parliament already? That do you think that that offers you some perspective that? a Puritan or someone who's brand new doesn't have? And is that is that a reason to maybe reconsider yeah. some ma- partial prejudice towards...
1: Look, this is why actually you're in a. You, we usually work in a party because mm. in a party we have something that is very important and it's which which exists in all uh, in all companies and especially big company, which is the the institutional memory yeah. and the institutional continuation. Like today, it's not about changing. Uh, an institution all board of institution from one, one from from one time and kick everything everybody out and putting new people no because you have something that called that is called the institutional memory mm. and this is why i believe that the katai party and all the uh, all the all the parties probably the katai party is bringing new blood to the table new blood to the parliament but at the same time uh, preserving the old and the gold let's say <laughs> the, the old and the gold the old gold the old gold <laughs> yeah probably who who will who will which uh, is hopefully in the central bank <laughs> <laughs> who will uh, who will also bring to the table their knowledge their know-how their uh, their experience and then probably in the next in the, in the next election or in the next round we're going to step away and keep uh, someone that has taken and uh, has taken the advent the knowledge mm. the experience etc to continue etc cetera, etc cetera. and this is this is the important part but if you bring someone just because he's new clean and uh, you never tested him you never you never uh, tried him you never uh, know what his what is his political values just mm. because he he used to be successful in something that is not at all related to uh, uh, to political affairs, it's not, it doesn't mean that he will succeed it, and, and we have a lot of example in Lebanon of people who were very successful in their uh, businesses, and they came to the and they came to the political uh, uh, side, and,
0: and, and
1: couldn't do much. And not even they couldn't do much. They they probably were worse than others because they don't have the the political support. Yeah. The the the, the popular support that is needed to to stand and to fight and to to
0: to to execute something so let me offer an example because you I, I it's funny most of the people that associate you associate you with kataib or with your late father i think of you as someone who challenged anti-smoking procedure yeah. and was able to succeed for a moment mm. And getting smoking restrictions enacted exactly and that made me think of you as someone really i can identify with because if you're going down that road you know the burden you know the immense difficulty on something mm. so small that you tried it happened within a year maybe that the laws were relaxed and then within two years not even not even a year right not In even
1: I, a year it was it was it was enacted it was uh, it was the bill was passed yes the problem was it was never executed because the 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 government at that moment and the ministry of tourism which is, which was the authority that mm. has to implement this uh, the law never did implement it because they had uh, political considerations
0: so there was a, a window and i it could have been maybe a few days where you saw restaurants and bars Implementing what they thought was going to be a serious uh, fine. But
1: what? W- but yeah. what I can say today is, I, I go into several restaurants, and they have today, uh, probably yeah. due to the law or because they understand that it's important to have it, they have a, a, a smoking area and a non-smoking area, which
0: is very good. Absolutely, and I think you, you, in a way, whether intentionally or not, mm-hmm. made this a more a more uh, acceptable exactly situation, but. You work very hard on getting something so small passed. It gets barely passed. It's implemented for a few days, maybe seriously, and then less than a year, it's not even in our history anymore. This is the stuff I'm talking about, that a well-intentioned person cannot do much and can try. I'm not saying the effort is not there. Effort is actually noble. But that's why my kind of frustration is, every election cycle, the same thing happens. We're going to try from the biggest obstacles to even the smallest ones like this. And you said it, political considerations. That becomes part of the lexicon, the language, and then we let go. We give up. And that's where my frustration comes in really believing that elections contribute that much at the moment Mm -hmm. and wanting to see people with good intentions shine rather than end up frustrated and leave politics. And somehow I think of you as someone in the middle someone who's frustrated, yeah. someone who has tried leaving. I mean, I know that you've tried living in Qatar at times. You've lived in, mm, yeah, you've lived abroad. And I know something very important, which I don't think many people know. You have a job, aside from politics. You've you're, you studied law. You're a lawyer. So you could do something else. You're not just doing this because... It's nothing. There's nothing else you can do. You can, no, do of course. A, it's, yeah,
1: I'm not doing it because uh, it's not. a, this is not a, gar- a, f- a garbage bin it's where not, you yes. have to. Uh, if if someone doesn't know what to do, he goes and and stay uh, stay in parliament. No, of course not. But you're I'm doing it by conviction. Conviction, I, yeah. But and I'm leaving a lot, a lot aside. Yeah. To to come and uh, and and serve my country. I'm putting a lot aside.
0: But there's this this thing in the middle that you're doing everything you can, and then you're also seeing your home further deteriorate i think that's something that's it's almost um it's built into the story that we the harder we try the more lebanon Mm. collapses in front of us and i'm not going to be too bleak here i want to put things in perspective allow me to go a little more sensitive um anytime that i mention that i'm thinking about doing an episode with you and i've been flirting with the idea and i know it's an honor that you're doing this when you're campaigning i know how busy you are Whenever I suggest this episode and I put it online, the amount of messages I get are incredible. But there's something that I think is so beyond your control that is part of the narrative. They associate you with your father. I think this is natural. It's
1: it's It's, normal, I would say. Not natural, but it's normal because the image of Bashir is super strong. Exactly.
0: And I, I remember you once saying it, and I hope this is right. He was a puzzle to you until you grew up. That the, the there was a puzzle to the story course, that you yeah. came to terms with. This is a very personal road, and only you would have that understanding. You are his son, but I get it too. That there's an expectation for you to be just like your father. Now I, I, I'm I'm going to be delicate here. Do you think there's an unfair? expectation or even an unfair uh burden on you that you're in 2022 in a very different environment in a very different place in a sense that you're in politics is the only thing that really puts these two mm-hmm. stories mm-hmm. together yeah but do you think this is an unfair way of addressing the story even if, if sorry, sorry sorry mm-hmm. even if you, you look like him uh you're his dna you are older than him now when he was president-elect and that people look at you in a way that's not only looking at you. Is that something that in a way is unfair? I don't know if
1: unfair is the right word, but I would say that specifically in in, in our um in our society it's normal to compare someone to someone else and everybody is compared to someone else mm. and if they don't compare you to your father they will compare you to your cousin if they don't compare you to your cousin they will compare you to your uncle and if you don't they will compare in everything yeah. if if you're a doctor if you are a lawyer if you are a, uh, an engineer if you are everything they will always compare you to someone because they, they they do it now Everybody has expectation mm. and you live, whoever you are, if you're in politics or other, if you're the son of or you're the dad of or ever, everybody has expectation from mm. someone. Mm. And it's about a mix of living the expectation of others and imposing your rules, your values, your way of, your way of doing things to others at the same time.
0: I think I think they look at you and they they think of things that they remember that has nothing to do with you. Yes, yes, probably. Yeah. But
1: uh, so, some people are um, are disappointed mm. that uh, I don't do like my father or I'm not mm, like my father, and I can understand them because they are looking for that big hero that is really an amazing guy. Uh, who lived the way he, he lived his life in the 1975 to 1982, mm. he had an army behind him, he had uh, the power, he had a complete different scenario. Today we're living in another world. And you know, the biggest challenge was for me to accept this mm. and to accept that I'm not my father, I cannot be him, I'm living my, my way, I'm living my era, I'm living my uh, my way of life and if they don't accept it it's not it's not it's not my problem anymore it's their problem if they want to live in this frustration they will have to live with it but i'm not ready to live this frustration of being compared every time to my father because i am i am me it's true i'm the son of but i'm also my own uh, i have my own destiny and i have my own way of doing things and i have accepted it So I hope they will accept it, and I hope that each one uh, will accept this. If they don't want to accept it, this is their problem, it's not me. So they will live in this frustration. I won't.
0: That is the best way to answer that very loaded question, because you've just delivered something which is very difficult, that you are your own person. You're standing up for what you believe in. Of course. You were very young when this tragedy happened. You were four months old, if I remember correctly. Mm. I was four months old. Four months old. And there's no reason for you to go down any road other than your own. And I would assume Bashir came to the same conclusion in his own life. He wasn't Pierre, but he did things on his term. Exactly. And probably your children one day will have the same... Goal in front of them, so I really respect that, and that's why I can I, I appreciate and, your. And just yeah.
1: just to let you know, I'm I'm now the dad of a of a small oh, little girl. Oh yeah, and I'm sure I would never impose to her anything in life, yeah. and I will let her go her way. If yeah. she wants to go into politics, let it be. It will be her choice. If she wants to be a model, let her be her choice. <laughs> if she wants to be a uh, an engineer and she wants to go and discover the moon it will be her choice and i will let her leave this uh, this uh, this path it will be her choice and i will be v- super supportive i will i will not i will i will i cannot impose to her anything like i don't accept that anyone imposes to me anything and if i have decided to do politics because i believe in my country and i believe that I have a message and I have an objective to reach. And this is why I'm doing politics. I'm not doing politics because I'm the son of Bashir only. Mm. Uh, being the son of Bashir has gave me a lot of, uh, of opportunities, but also a lot of burdens. Yeah. So you need to be up to the opportunities and up to the burden. If no, both will break you.
0: I really appreciate you even opening up this part of your life because there are different people, different stories, And I think it's safe to say, because you even hinted at it already, uh, Bashir is an icon. And that, in a way, you can't really replicate that. As hard as you try, it won't happen. And you have to find your own footing in life. Uh, I knew my father much better, obviously. Uh, So he became a friend in life more than a father. But I get hints of this sometimes. I was at Spinney's last night somebody walked up to me and insisted I run for elections. I don't speak the language correctly. I would not appeal to maybe five people. And if I did appeal, it's the five I don't trust. (laughs) And it's not for me. And add to that, he was not an MP. But there's an assumption. Politics, you should follow the footsteps. And there's an insistence sometimes. It's your duty. And I don't think that's the case. I think you can find your own story. And if it flirts with politics, that's fine. If it's going into parliament, that's fine as well. But I agree with you that you need to come to your own conclusions in life. And I I respect you for saying that. It means a lot to me. I want to wrap up the episode with something that is, I think, uh, also beyond your control. It's a story that predates you. Um, It's the legacy of Kata'ib today and how people look at Kata'ib right now and maybe even how you do we're getting a bit older. So maybe our perspective allows us to have some uh, maneuvering space when we talk about these parties. But there's a younger generation that thinks of this party and has maybe been told about this party in a way that's not entirely true. And there are, in a way, episodes of the party that become the story. And I asked Sami Jmeil the same sort of terrain in that it's been 40 years People still talk about Sabra Shatila. Mm. There are still talk, there's still discussions about the militia days, about battles that took place, about many Lebanese that were killed, and Palestinians that died as well. And you fast forward, you have a young Sami Jmail who was not even around. Or if he was, he was a child. He's not involved in those years. A young Nadim Jmail. You have a very young base in kataib today that looks more like a a liberal party in other countries mm. rather than an old dinosaur party but still there's this assumption that kataib did wrong words that are associated with pain agony and and murder and tragedy in particular sabra and the party is still around and it's positioned itself as a reformist party allying with October 17 parties. So I think the journey is quite remarkable. But is there anything you can say to trying to, trying to put that chapter in perspective? That the civil war years are real, but that that's not Kataib's story. The story is much bigger. And, and maybe how you come to terms with it, because you're not a militia man, You're not involved in any civil war battle yet. There's that stigma that comes with it.
1: Look, it's about um, it's about uh, an image that we have also. Uh, of course, today when you speak about the Qatar, first thing that comes to mind was there are fighters. They were probably people think that the Qatar were born in 1975. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, it's about how you write your history and how you explain it to others. And the the objective Why you were fighting at that moment Etc. And I believe that Today uh, We're working a lot Not only to appear uh, As liberal and as Modern and democratic Etc. But also we're working To make the young Understand what are the values of Lebanon And how we can get together To work together to build uh, uh, the, the best out of the future together mm. And Today, um, um, probably the perception of the Kata'ib is is, uh, military because the the age, the gold age of the Kata'ib, especially the gold age of Bashir, Mm. was a military. Everybody knows Bashir in Bashir, my father, or the hero of the icon, as a, a a military guy was fighting, etc. So of course they they still remain this pic- They still have this picture, mm. and until today, I think all the parties has not yet come to a, an image or to an achievement that could cover or to, that could balance this image of the past. Mm. One of the images they had was the 14 March image. And uh, yes. the one with Pierre Jmeil, right, where right. where Pierre was really uh, uh, heading the party <laughs> towards something new, to, mm. to a bigger goal, co- to a bigger cause, where everybody was allied um, uh, between Saad Hariri, Pierre Jourdain, Jibran Twaini, uh, the the, the 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 PNS, the the PSP. Uh, every everybody was. Mm. Um, uh, was uh, w- was uh, like in a dynamic where there is something new happening to the country and this is where this is the only part i believe that had covered the past because mm. they they the their, their the value the principle the goals they were all going uh, to was much bigger than everything that was previously made and this is this is what this is the part of history I'm talking about. Two thousand five, two thousand six. This mm-hmm. is the part of history that could have covered all the rest.
0: Right. So you saw that as almost turning the page in a way, and of Kataeb as well. Not only turning the page. You were write, writing a new page mm. in
1: Lebanon history. It's not right, only about right. the Kataeb history. Yeah. The Kataeb, the Kataeb was were writing the history of Lebanon in nineteen seventy five, nineteen eighty two, because they were. They were they were defending Lebanon, and then this is what remained yeah. in the book of Lebanon. They were they they wrote a lot in the books of Kataib, mm, but mm. it never covered the page of Lebanon. So after two thousand and five, when we reunited all together, Muslims, Christian, Druze, etc. When they re- they reunited all together, they were they were writing together a new page of the Lebanese history. Mm. And this is why it covered up. Today, for for unfortunately, today, I don't know if I can say this or no, but every party is writing his own history, history not writing together the history of Lebanon. And this is why I believe that reuniting everybody around a, a, a single and identical goal, an identical cause, an identical objective... Would be the the real way of writing and drafting a new page of Lebanon history, and this is where we will be imposing our values, our principles, our uh, our our values of democracy, freedom, uh, justice, all these values that we have been fighting for all together, separately, each one in his own book. We have to gather it all together in one book, which which is
0: the Lebanese uh, book. Let's assume, and I'm going to. I'll, I'll take what you just said, and I'll fast forward post May. Mm. Let's assume that you are in Parliament. Katheeb, let's say, does better this year than it did in 2018. Mm. A few additional MPs are in Parliament, and let's assume that even some of the October 17, a handful, make it in. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Including the independents that have allied themselves with this, meaning Fram or Mishelim Awad, the crowd that I think is familiar to a degree. Let's say that there's a small block in Parliament that sees Lebanon the way you do. The story you just said. Let's say it's shared among a small block. What does that block look like in terms of applying pressure to the usual suspects? Does it look? like a very small watered down version of March 14 or is it something entirely different that it's meant to, it's meant to apply pressure
1: look first i believe that few people can stand for big causes and few people can change a big majority mm. and today it's not about numbers we're not in a power uh, in a balance of power mm. To, to say that if we we'll, if we are more or less or we have a majority or a minority, we we should have the determination of willing to change, and this determination would uh, will um, give us the uh, the power to effectively imp- not impose but drive our uh, the way the way we want it to be,
0: um, and. Uh, but is the message targeting the regime parties and I, I don't i maybe the word is not correct here but the the usual parties that are going to enter parliament is that small block meant to just signal where the problems are more than actually being able to do
1: no, we will, we will engage each problem. Of mm. course, we will mm. engage each problem. We will we'll try to solve each problem. We'll put things on the table. Yeah. We'll try to convince others. We 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 have we have a lot to do. I mm. think. It's not only about. Uh, l- I think in Parliament, if I have one experience, is lobbying is much more important than the real the real uh, l- l- lobbying lobbying. Of course, oh, lobbying. Yeah, lobbying is very important in Parliament, mm. and you can. Uh, you believe me, it can change a lot of. Uh, of opinions Mm. uh, in big uh, in big parties or in small parties
0: and sorry lobbying from which side from the population to parliament or from the other way all all way around Mm. like uh,
1: you have to talk you have to talk to you to the people to make them understand what are the challenges and what are the difficulties and what are the opportunities for them Mm. because sometimes people doesn't see their the opportunities they have in some in some bills that are going to be passed like for example let's take the example you were talking about the one of uh, the the smoking ban
0: yeah
1: at the beginning the the restaurants were considering that we were fighting the restaurant and we want to close all the restaurants and then i understand that it was an opportunity for them to bring more people to have people that doesn't want to go smoke in a restaurant but so and and they understand it, and this is why I was telling you they they apply it by themselves, uh, creating two areas in a restaurant: uh, smoking and non-smoking, because some people doesn't didn't want to bring their kids to a restaurant where everything everybody was was yeah. uh, was were smoking. So we show them the opportunity, the oppor- the commercial the commercial and the business opportunity that they can have in in such things, etc. Hmm. etc. Et we have created. Uh, each situation has opportunities and you need to you need to convince people you need to convince the other side you need to to talk to small probably members of a party who will delegate and who will go and promote your idea in their in their big blocks etc etc this if we're talking about social affairs much more than yeah, yeah. the I big like, political one
0: but that's interesting i didn't know, you know i like the your way you're explaining meaning that trying to offer incentives where which are not maybe immediately obvious Mm. and that i like the word lobbying so you see your role in that world again meaning that it's going to be it's where you last tried in parliament you're picking up from where you left off
1: yes but with a lot of change i understand a lot of things being member of parliament for the last 15 years probably 13 years um I have understand a lot of things, I have evolved a lot, I have uh, understand the challenges, the difficulties, the, the opportunities too, and uh, I think this is where I'm going to start uh, start my mandate
0: on the 16th of, uh, of May. I'll wrap it up with one final question. This is something that I'd really like your opinion on, because it seems like it's happening, and it's something that may not be good for the country, less to do with Parliament and more to do with Baab, though. If I had to put money down, I'm going to bet that the next two presidents of this country are going to be Gibran Bessir and Sleiman Frangieh. Which order they appear is hard for me to determine right now. It may not be obvious at the moment, but we're looking at two parties that represent two problems. One, a very deep strategic alliance with Hezbollah that has not ended, that may be with it for the time being. The other a deep strategic alliance with the Syrian regime that has not shaken. And perhaps both flirt with both at different times. But that's my reading of the room, that Lebanon is entering a very difficult stretch where players are either too pro-Syrian or too pro-Iranian. And that doesn't mean they always get along either. And we've seen that in Lebanon's history. You as an MP in a party that wants neither side, that wants a Lebanon that is not dealing with a Syrian regime looking to re-enter or an Iranian regime that has hijacked the system. How do you read the coming years when Kataeb is one of the smaller parties that does not have the influence to enter Baabda, has some influence in parliament, some shared cause among October 17, but the footprint is not so deep at the moment.
1: Look, the fact that you mentioned this is very uh, ha, ha, no has a lot of meaning. Mm. It's very is very meaningful. For one reason, is that a lot of Lebanese thinks like think like you, mm. and this is due to the fact that the Lebanese people has decided to abandon their their. Uh, uh, their fight mm. for freedom and their fight for their for the choice of life they want uh, by choosing Michel Aoun president in 2016 we've took the country the wrong way and this is where we are today mm. and i believe that the only way to solve this issue is to decide to take Lebanon the other way around and to change Lebanon from its uh, east direction to the west direction, and this can only be done by a clear uh, decision and uh, will of the Lebanese people in 2015, in the election. Uh, sorry, in May 15, yes. to change and to go in a different way.
0: But that's parliament and we can already see that not the numbers are not going to be that big when it comes to the opposition block it,
1: it's not about being big or not in lebanon it's not only about numbers mm. it's about and we saw it last time it's about the, the type of alliances one once we decide to put our ego aside and put our interest our individual interest aside I can assure you that no Michel Aoun could have come and Gibran Basile and Salman Fangeyi would never make it if we put our egos aside and we put our personal interests aside and we unified in a goal that we will decide our own direction and specifically to go west, no more going east. Do you see that happening though?
0: Because I know that you, you you I
1: see things I see I see this happening hmm. if if we if we are able to overcome our differences. And I'm specifically specifically talking about the Christians and then all the rest. Because it will be a Christian decision first. If the Christian has will agree not to bring Jibran Basil or it's not only about agreeing on Jabran Basile or Sliman Frangi for me it's, it's it's exactly the same hmm. it's not about Syria or Hezbollah it's one direction is a new venezuela is the direction of north korea it's the direction of uh, of cuba it's it's the same direction for me it's not about choosing Jabran Basile or Sliman Frangi it's about the decision of which way we have to we want to take lebanon and this is not about personal individualistic Mm. if if the fact that one of the candidates will say it's either me or gibran basile this cannot be the case this this cannot this will make us reach uh, a uh, a point where it will be Jabran Basile winning or 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 F or, or this point, we have to agree all together to the best interest of Lebanon, and then we can go fight whoever we want.
0: I will ask one more on this on this subject. Mm-hmm. Does that require also regional change? just the way you were describing the other issues that some things are beyond our control. Is that also part of it?
1: I believe that our will and our engagement will bring to the table the international community. Hmm. It's it's us it's how we make the international community feel hmm. and understand the situation that will that will lead the international community to move in the in, in a sense or another.
0: You know there's something Nadine when talking to you, I I appreciate a few ways you explain the answer and you're not shy of admitting constraints but you also hold a deep reservoir of optimism which i didn't expect and I'm, I'm glad you have it because that's i think what you should have when you're trying to maintain a political career in this country so i'm glad you offer a light if you will at the end of this mm-hmm. tunnel and something else you're able to carefully uh focus in on what you think is a societal issue and you're working to hold on to something that you think is disappearing, and you're also able to talk about something which is very difficult for me, which is limited control, limited power, but you're able to accept it, and the fight is there with or without uh, with or without burden, with or without other political parties and how they operate, and with or without the international community, you'd still be doing this. Of course,
1: you know why? Because we're, I want to get back to 13 April. When, we, when the war started, and this is a, a knowledge that we have learned from probably not the war, but the way our fathers and grandfather, grandfather have survived. Uh, at that moment they didn't have the means to fight the Palestinians who were very well trained very well uh, uh, very well armed etc and we we have uh, and this is why i was i was telling you the balance of power uh, is not the important point here it's mm-hmm. our perseverance and our 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 engagement our will to fight and to stand and this is why this is where my optimism come from it's about the will of a people and this will i'm sure can change a lot of things it's not about only numbers it's not about uh, the equilibrium of power it's about much more than this
0: you know but i think it's both it's what what tore lebanon's sovereignty apart having an external militia create a monster in this country and also the only reason Kataib trained itself into, into becoming a militia was because of that problem in Lebanon. Of course. Kataib did not naturally become a militia. That issue has not been fixed properly. We're still in that world in 2022. But I should be less, uh, less pessimistic on what you're talking about, which is the will to have a population not give up and still make their case heard, whether it's through parliament or whether it's through external uh, agreements that are happened at Lebanon's expense. And in that story is someone like you who's grown up during the Civil War. I have as well. From a very old political party, from a a family associated with politics, the son of an icon, who's still in Lebanon trying. And I think uh, I'd like it that our children don't have to do this. And I think you mentioned it earlier. You just had a daughter if she does enter politics one day i hope she's not entering this country's politics as it is right now it would be nice to have a normal politics that hopefully is not too. not so uh not so violent ridden and and uh problematic Ho- hopefully
1: we'll uh, will uh, uh, prepare the ground for them to do politics different way
0: i hope so i really hope so And thank you for spending an evening with me while you're campaigning. Nadim, it means a lot. I've only met you a few times.
1: Thank you, Ronnie. And I'll say this
0: as someone who knows you as a normal person, I've seen you out in normal cafes and normal bars that I frequent. And I also saw you during a very difficult time in my life. You sat next to me at my father's funeral, and we talked for a few minutes about how to deal with this kind of tragedy you offered a few words of wisdom and then you moved on and that was my first encounter with you so it's an honor to do this on a different note but it's the same pain and same political journey we're both on thank it's you. a very symbolic moment for me thank you
1: thanks to you it I was a great it. pleasure to to have the talks with you it uh, it enlightened my uh, my thoughts also on several issues and i hope that uh, uh, you will continue doing what you are doing because you're doing it very well, and I hope we'll be able to meet again very, very, very soon to discuss probably what we'll be doing inside the parliament and what will what uh, what will be and the effective changes that we have we will have done.
0: As long as I don't see you smoking in a restaurant, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nadim.
1: Thank you. Thanks to you.